0: Welcome to a new series from Turf Business TV, Talking Turf. Uh, Our initial programme here today, I'm joined by four real heavyweights from the industry. Jason Booth from the IOG, Darren Baldwin from Tottenham Hotspur, Stuart Kerrison from Essex County Cricket Club, and Lee Strutt from Royal Automobile Club. Um, Very kindly, Tottenham Hotspur and Darren have organised for us to have the studio here at uh, White Hart Lane. Thanks for that, Darren. That's the first thing we need to say. Our first subject um, is something Stuart put up. And that's, where's the next generation of groundsmen coming from? So do you want to give us an opening on that and then we'll, we'll have a chat about it?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, and something that we've been concerned about, certainly in the cricket industry, is where the next generation of groundsmen will come from. Um, it's quite a few of us have been in the trade for a number of years, um, 10 years down the line. You know, where is the next generation of head groundsmen going to be coming from? Um, and I think that's not even just at the premier, you know, the top flight, county cricket, test cricket, vi- volunteers village cricket club cricket they're disappearing right people don't see it as something that they'd like to get involved with uh, a hobby even at that level the voluntary level um, and we, we do find that people see it as oh I can't think of anything else to do I'll give that a go right they don't okay. see it as a career as such yeah so they're not looking to get into it at a low spot like you know stars and apprentice do their college stuff um, and then work through the ranks Everyone wants to be a head groundsman as soon as they start now sure. and, and earn the big bucks. <laughs> um, Money is obviously an issue because uh, when you start as an apprentice it's usually not the best pay and I think the hours, you know, you with know, a ground like this oh. where after a midweek match down will be out till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, okay.
0: So have you got any thoughts on how that can be addressed before we kind of open it up to the
1: panel? I'd like to better pay for the lads. You need. Enough staff that you can have time off, because okay. um, people just won't accept working the hours that we work sometimes now. And also, you know, in you know, if you have a half, they won't accept the hours you work as well now. Yeah. You know, it's different for us as we've been in the trade for a long time. and That's just how it was. But people coming into it now, you know, the other half wants to go shopping on a Saturday afternoon or wants to do other stuff. You know, they want to see friends. You know, whereas in the past they'd just do it themselves and the groundsman would get on and doing his. 12, 14, 15 hours a day uh, and then come home, the kids are in bed already, You know, there's a lot of outside pressures. You know, We're seeing it in actual sports participation as well. Sure. You know, um, People have got other interests in that. Is it something you're finding as well, Lee, that it's
0: difficult? Because greenkeeping is a bit different. To a yeah,
2: I mean, I think I think in general, I think the good guys that we have in the industry are falling into the industry by accident. It's certainly not driven as uh, like a career advisor, and it's one of these um, our industries is just so specialized that people don't actually recognize it Um, I think there are great opportunities and now that sport is so popularised so well worldwide you know it's finding that right mechanism where people will just go actually well I'll consider that and it's it's interesting where you have um, people later on in their careers that maybe they've worked in the office they've been a bank manager or whatever else and they they want to change in their career, they're they're financially secure, they come into our industry and they go, wow, I love this. Mm. I just wish I'd done this from school. So I think that we are missing something. There's something that when we sell work in the turf industry, that's not appealing. And I think that we're possibly not, we're miscommunicating. I don't think it's us, it's education bodies and actually driving that this is actually a good profession to get into.
0: Aaron, you probably have it slightly different. we have got a high profile club here. Um, I guess attracting people initially is possibly
3: not a problem? No, I think we're probably quite fortunate where we are, Um, and we've seen the new training centre, Um, the amount of staff that we have, also how we manage our staff now. As Stu says, um, the hours and the the time that guys do, um, we've just had to implement a 5 over 7 working week, so that um, guys get at least one day per week
2: Similar. Yeah, we changed our work pattern because we kind of look at golf is a seven-day uh, a week operation, but the guys getting burnt out. So we've changed our work setup where the guys work six days on and then have two days off. But we have quite a large team, so it's nice to have a rolling pattern so that we know that we've always got so many people each day, and I think that. You, you, part of this industry has to adapt to the, the modern day, and I think what like you're saying Stuart is, new people come in the industry saying, I'm not doing those hours, I'm going to do my 40 hours, or 50 hours max, and, and no more. And I think they're going to be quite adamant about it, and I think, I think the sport's going to suffer a bit.
0: So Darren, sorry, just finish off with yeah. Darren. You introduced that, do you
3: think that makes it more attractive, that new working style? I think so, it's a learning curve for the guys. Obviously some were... Straight up for it, and some weren't, and we're still very much in their infancy with it. Um, but it gives them. That for us, there was there were several key factors. One was giving them some quality time. Yeah. Um, one was looking after their welfare. Yeah. Because the amount of hours they were doing was another one. Um, and ultimately, we've evolved so quickly that we have to cover the business seven days a week, three six five days a year. we try on Christmas Day. We play yeah. boxing. Um, There isn't a day off at the training centre. Um, It's very much um, constant there. This is peaks and troughs at the stadium, because you are in and around fixtures. The guys in the European week can do 70 hours quite comfortably. Um, That's the way it is. Um, But to go back to the point of where's the next generation come from, that's getting them in once you've got them in. Um, My daughter this week, she's 12. She's about to take options, and she's been to the University of Chelmsford, um, where she was asked the question, of what might you want to do? I think that's very difficult at 12, yeah. what you might want to do. It's when difficult you your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, start looking at what, qualif- what, what options you need to take. Um, um, so she's looking to be a graphic designer and stuff like that, and then what, what she needs to do with that. Um, I always believe, uh, uh, for us, we need to promote this into schools. Um, and how we do that, you know, you may need some help from the professional bodies. Okay. Um, sport has never been on TV as much as it is now, with BT Sport, with Sky Sports, with all the different channels. I think there's options that we can help promote um, the grounds, grounds industry on and across those channels. A little bit. How do we do that? Do we need the, you know some help from the FA? the RFU, the yeah. ECB, you know, how do we get that time? You know, for example, cricket, the test matches on, you've got all the lunch breaks the fill. Can there be an interview with a groundsman on a particular day? Okay. Um, so raising the profile to make it
0: have a bit more kudos so people see this as a, a trial. I think
1: also what we're talking about doing is just becoming more professional mm-hmm. as okay. an industry. You know, for donkey's years, it was, it's, we've been doing it quite amateurish really, you look at the advances in football now, with, with grow lights, you know, with the deso pictures, all that sort of stuff. I know we're at the top flight, yeah. but a lot of that sort of stuff is starting to feed down. Yeah. yeah. And they need to say, right, we're in the 21st century, we're not working Victorian hours, you know, which some people do in, in all sports at the top level still. I know some of the cricket boys who are putting ridiculous hours in, you know, ridiculous. And that needs to be recognised also by the club or whoever you're working for. They need to say, right, well actually, you shouldn't be working 70 hours a week down, you, you should be doing 40 hours a week. You, know, you should have a really good head bloke behind you, head groundsman be underneath you, who can take some of the slack off you. On I mean, your you're lucky. you've got good blokes in here, you know, we've got good blokes at our place, but not everywhere is fortunate like that. You need to be able to take some of the stress off the people at the top and make it more enjoyable for them. And the people progressing through the ranks can say, oh yeah, I wouldn't being head groundsman. Okay. we have got people saying, well, I don't want to be here, grounds, but it's stressing around that. <laughs> so have got Sky Sports here. No, but that should be something that people are aiming for, not something that they want to avoid. Yeah, to yeah, you just tonight, there, I think. I'm just coming now. I
4: think you're yeah, here, right? <laughs>
1: interesting listening.
4: Uh, but if, you're, if you work in sport in this day and age, you've got to expect antisocial hours and uh, weekends. Okay. Uh, so that's number one. I don't care what department you're in, you yeah, expect it, that. No. Right. Young people will accept it, if they're playing, very much had to uh, add sell if they're going to be a, a groundsman. So we've got to try and create a career path. We talk about trying to get it into schools and, and, and that's a big initiative that we're trying to do. Trying to get it into schools and get 14 year olds and we have to use the big uh, high profile people stadiums to actually uh, introduce that. So we're going to need help from, the, from those because that's the big attraction. Down Baldwin is the big attraction, Tottenham Hotspur is big attraction for young people coming into our industry. So I think that uh, needs to be a big driver and people at the top level of all sports are actually head groundsmen, as grounds managers, have got to uh, encourage and be involved in part of that as well, driving it forward. I agree that the governing bodies have to be as well as. But I think we, mm-hmm. we can play a part as well, people I just want to say, you're working with them eye. already
0: on other initiatives. Yeah. You, you've got an open channel there, I presume. There are people there that you could talk to and perhaps you know, make that an agenda item for them? Yeah, we've, we've just, uh,
4: well, we're working with governing bodies, and we've just done the first one at Arsenal. Uh, okay. Probably not an adequate place to uh, mention them, but <laughs> never mind. But we've just done the first one at Arsenal. Uh, we've got another one coming up at Everton and where it's 14 year olds from the local schools going to the stadium and t- just experiencing the science behind what groundsmanship is you look at the amount of subjects that our job actually covers science, maths, english they're all there but it's not, they're not exposed to it at the age that gets them interested early
2: enough Sorry, do you think, do you think maybe the way the technology is going and how However, things got to be polished and sold really well. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think there's an avenue where between all the sports turf bodies, where we tell well, actually, let's do a, pre, a, um, a promotion video where we're actually showing all the sports and actually showing elements mm-hmm. that can be taken to schools and colleges and actually saying, you're not just cutting grass. There's actually a lot of skills, and if you're very keen on management, there's a, lot, there's a whole load of management skills. When you look at other business sectors, they're getting heavy sponsorship by the leading banks and that to get the very best people. Yeah. I guess this is where we're selling ourselves shorts. We're actually not trying to get that slice of the cake. We're just accepting the crumbs that come off the yeah. table. And I think maybe the sports is actually we've got to go out and get them and entice them to come in and actually show actually the benefits of the different sports sectors.
4: I agree, I totally agree. And I think there's other areas that we can actually all get together and
0: expand on and and put the word out there as well. Is that something that the association should do? And I'm not just putting this at IOG. Should it be something that Bigger and IOG should perhaps put together on? Yeah, we've got
4: open communication with Bigger anyway. Yeah. And we have a very good relationship with Bigger Mm -hmm. and Jim and and Jeff uh, have a great relationship and long may that continue and they're forever talking about initiatives that they can actually join up together. don't forget it was only two years ago that Bigger had their some awards at the IOG awards. And I think that relationship will just grow and grow. And where, we'll cross, where we can cross over, we'll definitely look
0: across mm-hmm. over. Okay. So, if we want to sum up on that one, then we need to change the perception a little bit in terms yeah. of what the.
3: I think you've got still, another
0: point to make yeah, I know? think
3: it's worth it. Yeah, getting it recognised as a trade. You've got carpenters, you've got electricians. Groundsmanship still falls okay. as a, um, a third party to that. How, How do we do that? that? Oh, overseas, yeah, is, Dan, overseas.
1: You, know, you come back from the states and that, how recognised the people overseas? Yeah. And they're thought of yeah. as not oh gods, but mm. they're thought of as professionals. Professionals, professionals yeah. Professional. yeah. It's a career. You know, mm. you go to Australia and New Zealand and they're well respected. Those groundsmen are, or curators, and they yeah. You know, and that's where we want to be heading towards. Yeah. But I think the first step is to create that
4: clear career path. There isn't one at the minute. Get an apprentice in. He might go on to level three. You might stop there. Is there a, is there really a clear career path? I think that's what we're trying to do when trying to develop. I think so you can see... It, from, is that yeah. through further qualifications? Yeah, further qualifications of being able to move up that ladder. I mean, create a ladder for Ron. Okay. Loads of other industries that have that career path. Why not? I you think know, the thing it's is... It's doesn't it?
2: Yeah, well, it, it, it does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I turn around and said, when I started this industry, this was going to be my career path, it wasn't. It's luck and judgement and... Mm-hmm. Persevering where I want to be, so I think new people coming into the industry, they want to see that ladder. Yeah. But we were, we never grew up with that ladder. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was our yeah. perseverance.
4: Yeah. expectations these days.
2: So I think yeah. you know we've you know I think we've got to go back and say this is where this ladder yeah. is, and actually show them yes. what elements of the ladder they want. And you know I quite often I will say to the guys it's like going up the tree. If you want to say uh, you want to be at St Andrews and you want to open links. You've got to follow a certain career path. If you want to be in a premiership doing football, you've got to follow a certain path. If you turn around and say, I don't want to move or I don't want to do the studying, then that caps your career. But they need that structure. There's the ladder. And I think as leading people within the industry, you need to show you can get there. We can give you the advice. These are the actually key steps you need to do. Some of it's luck, but these key steps, if you don't have your education, you're not going to support yourself. If you don't, mix with management and talk common language, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make it. So it's get them to understand that. I can speak
4: from personal experience here because I got two guys at 16, 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Within 10 years, they both converted and went up that ladder to be a groundsman. One's at Leeds United and one took over from me at Leeds Rhinos. So he, he tried, from day one, I showed them that path and that ladder. Mm-hmm. They saw that that's the opportunity. And how hard they worked. If they had a bad year, and at 18, 19, you can't have a bad year, they just stopped on that run. They didn't move up to the next one. Okay. I mean, within 10 years I became a Groundsman
0: and I think it's a great achievement because I could see the path from day one. Well that was down to the top. circumstances they were in, they were working with somebody who you know, you're recognised for your passion in the industry mm. and you're helping develop people. Yeah. Um, that doesn't exist everywhere so you, it. and yeah. when we talk about you know, the game has changed in terms of um, the whole world of education and training I think there's far more expectations in pretty much every job role. To have a a career path, there's apprenticeships and further qualifications in most areas. Mm -hmm. What do we do to change that in in this area? There is a kind of a structure where you can get to be master green keeper in golf. Mm -hmm. What do we do to get something of that kind of recognition in groundsmanship? Is is that something that should be there? Would that make it more attractive? Yeah,
3: it's a tough one. I think Um, there's two different things here. Is how do we get them out of schools and get them into a career? Uh, and then when you've got them, how do you show them,
2: nurture them the, isn't it?
3: the line through and where can mm-hmm. they get? Um, not everyone that comes into an organisation um, can go on and make it as a head groundsman. Um, but you, you will work, you need, you, need, you need some people that are going to do your 40 hours, sit on a mower yeah. and i happy to do that yeah. for 15 years. Um, and then you need the people that are going to be the next head groundsman, deputy head groundsman, and then move on. I mean, we've become a stepping stone. For, for staff, um, in the last year, I've had two guys that have left. One's gone to Sunderland Phantom Rugby Club as Head Groundsman, and one's gone to Huntington Racecourse as Head Groundsman. Um, so I've lost two very good staff. But ultimately, at some stage, I have to go and do it for myself. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we've done. But that's the second. That's the second phase. Phase one is how do we get these guys okay. from school saying, actually, instead of being an electrician or a carpenter, I want to be a groundsman. And I think that's where we need some help whether it's from the IOG, whether it's from Turf Business Magazine, whether it's from our governing bodies, to get into schools and say this is a real career. Whether it's promotional videos, whether it's the help from TV companies. Yeah. You know, Sky Sports is on the news 24-7. Um, we do get some good coverage, yes. um, but I think there needs to be a way of getting careers. It's okay showing the groundsman. You know, Dave from Carlisle was on after his trials and tribulations of recent times was on Sky News, in fact, he was on the main news, BBC News, National News, um, last week, doing an interview, um, and that's great, but, would people think, well, yeah, that's all I'm doing, that job? It tends to be a Not problem. necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily, Yeah, not necessarily does. yeah on.
2: But I on. I think Stuart picked up on an interesting point, that, you know, a lot of these sports channels, like, they're running 24 hours, they've got to fill it with something, you know, it's like, well, if we've got, something on a dvd of like say here's some here's like two minute footage here you are we stand half a chance of them going well we'll use that mm-hmm. and that's like say just a, a stimulation
3: And i think they call them micro blasts <coughs> <coughs> and they're just little snippets yeah. um, and they all, all have them so the golf the other day from Torrey pines they had a weather delay there's the sort of thing there that's yeah. like we've got to fill the time hmm? you know in cricket if there's a rain delay you've got to fill the time so many well, I mean, we've we've had it in cricket. When at the start of each season, every county club
1: has a has a press day. Right? Yeah. So they invite the press down, they've got all the players and all their team photos. i probably the same in football, near the start of and the equivalent in golf sort of side, of, but so and what they do is Sky Sports come down and they pretty much generally always come and have a chat with us yeah. about what we're expecting for the summer. They don't always use it. No. But you know, we we had these marquees up for like, the last four years and that was something new. And they were quite in, interested in that so they used that and we had, we had a couple of minutes it's only a couple of minutes which is no time at all but people see it and people think oh they're interest, interesting they're saying you then you get other people ring you up or when you talk to people when you go to shows or when you meet people and there's more about the marquees and all that sort of stuff you know it's, it's just generated that interest and people with um, the internet now there's no reason why if darren does something new here you know or something new yeah. goes on in your course I was, I was looking and saying, "On the, the other day, that bunker—somebody had like, done a bunker. It looked like a black hole. It did. Mm. Huge, great thing. Fantastic piece of workmanship. You know, and, and that's been brought to the, the wider audience mm. with yeah. that. You know, I don't think we use social media enough. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're saying about doing videos. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason why we couldn't do individual yeah. ones on the IOG site, mm. on Pitchcare, or, on on yeah. your magazine, and anything like that. Use those facilities, you know, to get to generate interest from kids. kids this is what kids want. Mm. You
3: know? Yes."
1: They don't want us, us old fogies, standing up doing
0: a talk for four hours about different soil chemicals and stuff, it's, you know, they want quick stuff. So essentially it's coming down to PR and then showing a career path Mm, and rewards. A lot of ground covered there, a lot to talk about and I think possibly we've got some discussions to to have afterwards on that one, maybe we can get our heads together and and get some initiatives going because I know you guys are guys that like to make things happen so thanks for that. Um, That's the first episode of Talking Turf, Uh, we'll be back very soon with another one.